Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to my Fufu Speaks. I'd like to thank you guys for joining me once more and for the feedback, for liking, and for, for viewing and listening to, to what I have to say and for listening to my podcast. I do not take it for granted. I really, really appreciate the support. And I think for a podcast that's on its third episode now, in terms of you know views and stuff like that and recurring views, I think that's what it's called, you know, people, an audience that comes back to listen again. We're doing okay, and thank you for sharing, and continue to share and support, and we'll continue to have loads, loads, and loads more conversations. So today, I will be talking about the concept of consent, sexual harassment, and rape culture, because I felt that it was very, very important that, um, I talk about this on the podcast because, you know, we live in the times of war breaks and, you know, the Harvey Weinsteins of of this world, you know. So what is consent? Uh, consent means voluntary or unforced agreement. It is an agreement between parties to engage in a sexual activity. You know, I feel like it's much more nice and fun when there's consent involved in the sexual activity. So how do we then determine consent? He or she who wants to lay with another must obtain the consent. Silence does not imply consent. Previous consent or a previous sexual relationship does not give you consent. You cannot imply consent from how a person is dressed, guys. Like a person can be in a bikini, shorts, mini dress, tight dress, skinny jeans, tight jeans, whatever they're wearing. Does not imply consent. Accepting a social invitation does not imply a good a person is giving consent. And consent can be withdrawn at any time. Boom. Just like that. You know? You're hot and heavy, you're kissing, you're touching. And then the person's like, eh, nah. You know, I don't feel comfortable anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. Then boom, that's it. It's done. Fun over. Consent withdrawn. You need to stop. So practically, how does it work? So this is how it works practically, right? So consent is about communication. And this communication should happen every time, you know? Giving consent to one activity, uh, kissing for example, doesn't mean that you give consent for increased sexual contact. So fine person has given consent for you to kiss them all right you're kissing it's nice it's fine you're having the utmost fun right it does not mean to now you can start taking off their clothes and starting putting your hands where you should not be putting your hands without actually asking Guti, are you okay with this can i touch you here can i put your hands here you know and i feel i always feel the need to stress this one and i'm because i did mention it before and i'm gonna mention it again the withdrawal of consent guys guys in Listen, listen closely and listen carefully. Consent can be withdrawn at any point. Bruh, hey, you could be butt naked and the person added, nah fam, I don't want to continue. What that means is that you must get yourself dressed and you must say, I respect your wishes, I respect what you're saying and keep it moving. Why? Because consent has been withdrawn. If you force and you continue on that act, you know, with that act, then you are now, you know, you are stealing, you are committing a crime, you know, it can be, it will be sexual assault, it will be rape, depending on sexual harassment as well, depending on one you are, what you are forcing, you know, forcing to do, you know. And again, let's clear up consent. 
society confuses itself, you know, on purpose, I believe, you know, when it comes to, to consent by putting so much emphasis on the situation, on the environment, rather than focusing on the people involved, you know. I'm sure you've heard things like, <laughs> I saw them, you know, making out. She was obviously okay with it. Or why did she go up to his room? What did she expect? Or, yeah, 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 but did you see how she was dressed though? You know, this is how the society tries to dilute and confuse consent. Meanwhile, consent is clear. You know, the definition of consent is very, very clear. Is it that you have consent or you don't consent? Is it that you have consent to do one, two, three, four, five, or you don't? You know, and then people who seem to understand and know and understand the concept of consent then do this, the cohorts, you know. So you find that there's consent given under coercion. This is not consent. Don't fool yourself, you know. Don't lie to yourself. Why? Because you'll end up in hot water and in prison, you know. Because it is more of the person using manipulation against someone until that person gives in, you know. And this manipulation can happen through, like, uh, pressuring, you know, e.g. repeatedly asking someone until they give in. You know, uh, threatening, you know, I'll break up with you if you don't have sex with me. Intimidation, guys. Smashing and, for example, smashing and breaking something when someone says no. Blackmail. I'll tell everyone that you're gay or lesbian if you don't sleep with me. And guilt tripping someone. If you really, really, really loved me, you would have sex with me. In these instances, it's not like they didn't say no. They couldn't say no, you know. So, you might think you were smart and you obtained consent but you didn't that is not consent it's manipulation so now we jump on to another topic which is linked all these topics today are like linked to each other they're like children from the same parent you know offsprings you know you know they're all connected same bloodline now we talk about sexual harassment what is sexual harassment sexual harassment involves physical verbal or non-verbal conduct, you know, of a sexual nature that is not welcome by the person whom it is directed. Rape and sexual assault are the extreme forms of sexual harassment. Examples of unwelcome conduct can include physical contact, touching a person's body, and attempting to engage in sexual contact with that person. And then it can also be verbal conduct, you know, suggestions or hints of a sexual nature and inappropriate telephone calls and communication, guys, you know. Don't think, but I never touched her. How can she say I sexually harassed her? Uh, through your text, through your hints, you know, through the sexual nature, you know, and inappropriateness of your communication with them. That's how you sexually harass them. And it can also be non-verbal conduct. These may include gestures, uh, giving and posting sexually ex- explicit content. So we'll be like, no, but then I never said anything to them. I never touched them. How is it sexual harassment? That is how it can be sexual harassment. Those gestures and giving and posting sexually explicit content. It is important, guys, to note that a single incident can amount to sexual harassment. You say, no, but it only happened once. It's not like I was always, you know, making this comment or not like I was 
always just sending her explicit content. Once is enough. That's all it takes. One time. A person can demonstrate that the conduct, the conduct is unwelcome verbally and non-verbally. You know, don't say, but she never said anything. It means that she was liking it. Nah, fam, doesn't work like that. You can't assume that silence gives you consent. You know, there's no such thing like we discussed earlier as implied consent. So, what does sexual harassment violate? Uh, the, universe, the universal values of dignity, human dignity, privacy, equity, and mutual respect. You know, sexual harassment is also a form of unfair discrimination and constitutes a barrier to equity in the workplace or the university community. You know, sexual harassment undermines a sense of safety and security of the person who's been sexually harassed. So let's play a game. You know, this game is called Mythbusters. I'm going to dispel some myths about sexual harassment. So I'll say a myth. And then I dispel it. You know, it's going to be fun. So the first one, sexual harassment is harmless to the victim. Guys, this is not true. Sexual harassment can cause psychological, physical, and economic harm. The psychological and physical consequences include depression, helplessness, and decreased work and study performance guys this is so serious sexual harassment can even lead to suicide you know do you understand how serious this is and the second myth that we're gonna be busting (laughs) i took this from ghostbusters (laughs) is it's not a big deal if a person is harassed you know it's all in good fun nah fam it's not funny it's not haha it's not for jokes You know, sexual harassment is very abusive. So there's no way it can be done in good fun. It's only done to intimidate and hurt others. Yes. There is a profile of a typical harasser. Don't make that mistake. Harassers can be any age, gender, race, sexual orientation. They come from all walks of life, from all all occupations don't ever think don't ever play yourself don't ever fool yourself and say no but then this person was working in corporate with this big hot shirt there's no way they could have gotten sexually harassed it comes in any shapes sizes occupation race gender sexual orientation it does not discriminate it's that low it's the monster hey it's it's just it's bad it's evil and another one is that Perpetrators are monsters and strangers. Sometimes they are, but most of the time, man, it's someone that you know, you know, someone that, you know, you interact with on a daily basis, be it a, a colleague or a family member, you know. And then this one, victims are to blame in some way for being harassed. What were you wearing? What were you doing there? Were you drinking? You know, again, victim blaming the harasser is always responsible, guys, for the committing the harassment. There is no way the person who's arrested, who ha- who's harassed, not arrest, harassed, is responsible for the harassment, regardless of their appearance or behavior. Let me repeat this. The harasser, harasser, however you want to say it, is responsible. And this one, which is, I think, is really, 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 like, the worst well, one of the worst, they're all actually worse, these myths, is that only women are sexually harassed. Nah, fam. Both men and women, 
may be targeted by a predator. It's just that men are less likely to to report it, you know, because I don't know, you know, that men ego, that men pride, or men don't cry, you know. But then it can be a woman or a man who is sexually harassed, you know. People with disability are not sexual, so they can't be sexually harassed or be harassers. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Despite social attitudes and stereotypes about people with disabilities, they can be victims or, pred- or predators, you know. Because what happens is that the disempowered and disabled are actually at a greater risk of being sexually harassed. And then this one. Straight people do not harass gay people. Mm-mm, guys. Lesbians, gays, bisexual, transgenders, they can all be harassed. You know, you find that um, a lesbian, for example, you know, there'll be guys who are like, harassing her because they want to turn her gay. No, they want to turn her straight because she's, she's gay, she's lesbian, you know. So it, it happens. So, like, it really, really happens. And these myths, these myths are bad because then they just make people ignorant, you know, to what's really, really, really happening, you know. And then there's another one. Real rape victims lay charges with the police. Hey? <laughs> rape victims rarely find the courage. And at times, you know, they don't actually even consider reporting it because the police and the legal system, these are usually not victim-friendly, you know. And I'm not sorry to say that. So I think <laughs> there are so many myths. If I was to bust them all, you know, like how ghostbusters are out here busting ghosts, that will take up like a whole hour, you know, because there's just so many, because that's how society tries not to deal with the harsh realities. Ugutu sexual ha- harassment happens to people, all people from all walks of life. So now we're going to jump right in, like, uh, like head deep, knee deep, head deep, however deep. <laughs> but we are jumping in and we're gonna be talk we're gonna be talking about rape culture, you know. So what happens with rape culture is that individuals have norms and practices embedded in them that support sexual harassment, you know, and so do institutions, you know. And this has led to what is now being called uh rape culture, you know, examples of these are the normalization of male violence, you know, it's being told, you know, because men are strong and all of those things. And then that leads to men being violent because they must um, show their, this work, this what I always struggle with, masculinity. (laughs) They must show that they're masculine beings, you know, and also the promotion of female non-assertiveness. So this happens whereby, you know, a female will tell you, no, I don't like that. No, you know, but then what you then do is that you take it as, no, she doesn't really mean no, you know, you know, she's just saying maybe not now or try harder, you know, so, even when women are being assertive, what then being promoted is non-assertiveness of women, you know. So that promotes rape culture, you know. And then the encouragement, guys, of victim blaming, you know. Here you find statements like, she went to a party, you know, she was drinking. What did she expect? Um, let me answer that real quick. I'll tell you what she expected. A freaking hangover. <laughs> I feel like people who drink, you know this, like, if you drink a little bit too much, 
you know, you, the next day you expect a hangover. You expect to wake up and be like, oh my goodness, this hangover is killing me. I quit alcohol. Alcohol is the devil's piss. I'm no longer drinking. But then the next weekend you're drinking again because, well, I guess you like drinking, you know. Another one of um, the norms and practices that just keep um, pushing and encouraging rape culture is silent discussions around uh, sexual matters, you know. People make this kitchen table talk, you know, you, you talk about in the corners somewhere, you know, you, you shush, it's taboo, you can't, you can't talk about it, you know. So this actually harms us as society more than it helps, you know. And then the sil- silence also about homophobia, you know. And then this pains me because then you have issues of uh, corrective rape, you know, where you find lesbian women being, being, being raped, uh, to turn them straight, or you find uh, gay gay men being forced to have sexual um, relations with women so that they can know what they're missing out on and stop being gay. You know, so all the silence around you know the the issues and the topic of homosexuality also promotes rape culture because then nobody then views those um, uh, crimes against um homosexual people as actually what they are crimes as exactly what they are which is what it is which is rape because then it's not talked about people don't talk about it and also trivializing guys sexual harassment it's also a big one you know as just flirting or she's just playing hard to get she also likes you you know pursue her even more be persistent keep on pushing and then again victim blaming you know, which ties into with the encouragement of victim blaming. Well, why was she wearing that? Did she not see that her skirt was too short? Did not she? Did she not see that her top was too revealing? She was probably asking for it. Not helping the situation only promotes rape culture. You know, it only normalizes rape culture and makes all this okay when it is not okay. So, guys, I know I've said a mouthful, <laughs> but all this information is easily available on the Internet. And in the description, I will put links to some of the sites that I used, you know, to gather all this information and package it for you guys. And then you can go there, read it, educate it yourself, educate yourselves even more, you know. And just a quick one before... I closed this podcast. I know, hey, time goes by so quick. Maybe I talk too fast. Yeah, I probably do. So, like I said, a quick one before I close it. Please remember about the business corner. I'll put my email again in the description box. Do not hesitate to drop me an email about your business. And I will feature it on the show, you know. I'll put you on. I'll talk about your business. I'll put your details there. And hopefully you, one of my listeners is your next customer. All right. So thank you, guys. I really appreciate you listening. Do not forget to subscribe, comment, like, share, you know, and just your suggestions, you know, your inputs, your feedback are always welcomed. Thank you and goodbye.